this thing on? Because it's getting ready to be on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bell Ringer. My name is Greg, your guest name today, Amherst Town Supervisor Brian Culpa, and the town's Director of Strategic Planning, Maggie Hamilton Winship. Today, we're talking about opportunity zones, and specifically the opportunity zone in the town of Amherst, which is around the Boulevard Mall, really hot button issue locally, and great information straight from the town, straight from the source. So hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening. Rate us on iTunes and share with your friends. Thanks. So Supervisor Culpa, you have a background as a planner. Um, how do you think that that has prepared you for your current role and the conversation we're about to have about Opportunity Zones? Um, so as an architect and planner, you, um, you're constantly focused on development, redevelopment, um, creating positive development, creating spaces uh, that people want to be, want to interact. Um, thus, you, uh, you tend to look, a, look at a lot of municipalities across you know, the, the U.S. and, and Europe and, and start to get ideas and, and start to bring some of those ideas back. And I think as we head into this redevelopment of Boulevard Mall and our opportunity zone, you know, it's been easier for me to start to be able to generate some ideas of here's what we're looking to do and here's, I think, ultimately where we're looking to go. And like I said, we're talking about opportunity zones. Maggie, for those that don't know, kind of a high-level view, what are they and, you know, what do they mean for developers and different opportunities? Yeah, so the designation... Opportunity Zone is a, it's a federal um, program that was designed through the new tax law. And the whole concept was kind of anchored by this idea of investing in need-based communities, trying to draw dollars into communities that would need investment. Um, in our, you know, the town's case, we have one very large census tract, Census Tract 92, that was designated um, by the governor of New York State back in 2017 as a federal opportunity zone. And it's a census tract that has seen decline in the last decade. Um, Certainly has low income statistics as do all the other eligible census tracts that were along that corridor. the objective the town sought in lobbying for this specific census tract is we felt it had the most opportunity for commercial reinvestment, redevelopment. You know, it's a dated shopping corridor um, located between two universities. So we really thought that by working with New York State and our partners locally, we could see um, some redevelopment in this, this census tract. When Maggie first presented it to me, you know, obviously the the first item on the discussion list was we have a 60-acre mall site in receivership. The opportunity designation may help us, you know, leverage a sale or a transaction and get this thing going. And and to her credit, you know, that, that happened. She was able to use that new opportunity zone designation to stir the pot nationally to get the, the property listed. Um, ultimately, the developer who won that, um, that auction 
is not using opportunity funding, but the other developers who were bidding um, certainly were. And so, um, you know, that strategy paid off in Amherst. The opportunity zone has already worked even without anybody making an opportunity zone investment. Absolutely. Right. You mentioned um, opportunity zones as just a bigger idea are for need-based communities or neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. um, you started to touch on it, but I think when people think of Amherst, that's not maybe the first thing that comes to mind. So a little bit of the process behind, you know, how you got this census track into the Opportunity Zone program and, sure. um, you know, why it makes sense. Yeah, so if you actually look at the census tracks that were eligible in our region, of course, there were numerous eligible census tracks, but in the town, basically the entire west side of the town of Amherst was an eligible census track in its own right, not, not one of those, you know, like... Uh, adjacent <laughs> census tracts that had eligibility they were they've all been um, they've all seen some decline in the last decade that you know whether it's previous administrations not wanting to talk about it or just in general people's you know last 50 years of Amherst growth they have this conception of Amherst being you know very wealthy community which of course we're a very large community um, so we have you know a hundred and 28,000 people now, yeah. give or take? It's the fourth largest municipality upstate. It's bigger than the city of Albany. Um, it's the largest town upstate. It's 54 square miles, so you spread that 128,000 population out over uh, 54 square miles. You know, it runs the same gamut as a city. I mean, we're essentially the size of the city of Syracuse, so you have your thresholds of poverty and, and wealth and um, different communities have different environments for that and, and we certainly are no different and you know the west side of the town is the oldest side of the town it's adjacent to the town of Tonawanda and the city of Buffalo and just like any other first ring suburb anywhere in the country you know we're starting to see the past you know 10 years or so some of that decline um, along those borders and that this was a strategy really to address that the, I know the Boulevard Mall is probably the biggest reason why you wanted this included. Um, what are some others on the list that uh, you thought were important to make this, this Pro area? Properties-wise, the Ridgely campus built um, its corner, like Ridgely and where uh, North Bailey kind of dies into Ridgely. It's behind the Best Buy. It's, there's a set of annex buildings back there, and that's some 50, 60 acres of site it was the old UB temporary annex built as temporary buildings in the 50s and 60s that are still with us um, that's been um, purchased now outright by Benderson development and uh, we're working with them to see that redevelop if you think about it at close to 60 acres there 60 acres on the Boulevard Mall site you're talking about 120 acres of new mixed-use development um, that is a catalyst not only for Amherst, but for the whole region. And the question about location, it sits mid-distance between South and North Campus. The bottom line, if we're going to talk about people coming into this area, we're going to talk about students coming into the area to go to school, this is where they're landing. So we want to give them environments between the two campuses where they say, you know what, this is appealing to us. In spending four years here, 
wasn't torture. We liked it, so we're going to stay here, right? Because one of our big focuses with this opportunity zone is using it as a cornerstone for workforce retention in the town of Amherst. Right. And we, we just launched our Be in Buffalo Town attraction initiative, one of the main pillars being retaining our local graduating talent. And one of the things as we kind of dive into the task force and talk to people in, you know, the academic world is that you need to get students off campus and seeing what it's like, not just within their dorm, and that's what makes them want to stay. You know, and, and Maggie and I both subscribe to a lot of invest um, uh, ideas about workforce retention. We're aware that regionally we only retain 25% of our four students. That's behind Kansas City, Missouri. You know, he's got us outpaced by double digits. And the reason for that, I think some of the reason for that is that we don't have inclusive mixed-use environments where those students are going. It's great to have a downtown Buffalo, no question. We want to see downtown flourish. But the bottom line is if you're coming to UB and you're going to be on North Campus and South Campus, you're likely to land in Amherst. So if you're coming from Hong Kong or Mumbai or if you're coming from Tokyo or if you're coming from Seoul, the shock value of landing in the sea of dead big box retail, it's got to be overwhelming. So as a town, we recognize where we are in terms of where we fit in terms of the regional dynamic. We understand what we've always been, which is an economic hub centered around the North Campus. And our job as a town is to make sure that this region gets everything it needs to out of those campus locations. And I think that being said, to the supervisor's credit, this was not a simple, hey, let's go grab this designation, right? We, The town has undertaken two years and half million dollars worth of planning to fix our zoning to allow for mixed use. We've done a generic environmental impact statement, which for the entire opportunity zone, um, which will take a whole layer of approvals off of any developer's plate that comes in. They can just do a short form instead of an entire GEIS. So really, the as a municipal partner here, we're, we're trying to, quote unquote, get out of the way of the market, right? So we want to make sites as development ready as possible um, to in further incentivize investment. And we've done that at the Quest and with partnership of the private sector. And we've heard, you know, what could stymie the private sector here? Well, doing downstream sewer analysis and traffic studies, you know, are a long, drawn-out process. If the town can do that up front, which we have done over the past year, then makes the development, you know, that much more ready. So with our zoning in place now and with our, with our environmental done, you know, seeker done, now we feel like, hey, this big box stuff is as close to shovel-ready as redevelopment could ever be. Right. You started to touch on the um, importance or anchor of colleges and universities in Amherst, but, you know, we consider that a strength regionally as at Invest. We try and attract new companies here. Um, for local businesses that are here and us attracting, you know, what do you think it means to have that large ecosystem of universities? And I think we graduate like 25 or 28,000 kids annually. So how can that incentivize companies to want to locate here? Well, 
I'll start. It starts with workforce development, workforce placement. So it's not just the university, obviously. Um, university is wonderful, North Campus, South Campus, we've talked about. But having, you know, the medical campus and all the biomedical research that happens in the town of Amherst um, related to what's happening downtown, uh, those types of industries are where people are starting to say, hey, this is what I want. This is, you know, a future talent level coming in. Um, so, so providing opportunities for people to say, hey, I can go to school there and I can see immediate placement and advancement. But then working with some of the smaller colleges, you know, the Danans of the world, which is also seated in Amherst, and acknowledging that between the public sector and private sector schools, we have an array of student training that touches on just about every professional practice you could imagine, and every white collar and blue collar practice that one could imagine. You know, we have all that capacity here to me, that, that helps draw business, or should help draw business. Um, Student-wise, I think you can look at some of the great things that groups like um, CalSpan, um, you know, Dent Neurologic, uh, Roswell, Collida, um, Buffalo Medical, some of the big firms that we know about here uh, see some of the advancements that they're making, and that, as a student, you've got to say, look, uh, I haven't... Uh, technology as a background, as a you know, one of these Generation Z members, I'm I'm looking for early placement, early advancement, and if I see that can you know that whole lineup and that slew of selections ahead of me in Western New York, that's a great place to start off. If I start there, maybe I'll end there. Right. Yeah. We say that to have a cluster of companies, there's a career ladder. There's not just a a step or two like you know, there's not Absolutely. a step stool of opportunities for people. And earlier in the conversation, the supervisor mentioned our international student population. And I think a 2020 initiative for us, the town of Amherst, is going to be how do we work with the business community um, and the it, organizations like Invest or uh, Leadership Buffalo to develop a pathway for those international students to be able to seek out and be employed at these organizations because of course there is that barrier to entry and I think that you know the students want to stay and the companies need employees so we just need to work on filling that void and that's where as a municipality we can uh, come to the table. The last thing I'll add to that is that the the younger Millennials and the Generation Z um, people are so entrepreneurial that there is uh, certainly an interest at least in, in the town of Amherst, and I'm sure across Western New York, and, and being able to bolster startups, um, being able to take some of the stuff that people are doing at the at the collegiate level, you know, the university level, and help them turn that into something on the ground. And you know, when you look at projects like 43 North and those things, it, it, that's got to be inspiring to to people working on uh, you know on their doctorate or in, you know their master's thesis and. Um, Hopefully we can do more together, you know, with our partner or, partner organizations to really uh, to really play that up. All right, it's a good transition. Um, next month, Forty Three North will be going into Seneca One Tower, which is owned by Douglas Jamal, who also owns the Boulevard Mall. Um, how has the success and turnaround of the tower? How does that encourage you for the future of the mall? 
Douglas uh, doesn't think of the two as isolated projects. He talks about them as bookends. Um, and he talks about having the creative class of people who are inhabiting the tower either for work or for, for living um, also work and live and, and recreate out at the Boulevard Mall. And that's encouraging because people haven't always drawn connections from things. And, and you know, I think they see that project as, hey, this is our, our foot in the ground between two of the university campuses and this tower is our foot in the ground over by the downtown campus. And, and now we've got some synergy because we have a, a foothold in the region and that, you know, it, it kind of goes past the sort of traditional, you know, um, municipal barriers that, that frankly, we, we entrench too much in sometimes here. Mm -hmm. um, but just knowing that he's thinking about startup, he's thinking about technology, he's thinking about um, next wave of business practice and what you should be looking for in the development community to stabilize given a, um, a, an erratic at best retail environment means that we have a developer in the region who, who sees kind of what's happening nationally best practice and, and bringing that model here. Yeah. Um, we've been blessed. I mean, Jamal is one of a couple of national developers that we have in the area, um, but we also have some local development you know, groups in the area who, who have you know, been able to project out and now are kind of bringing some of those ideas back too. So I, I think what you're seeing is a wave of uh, change from isolated single-use environments to a more nuanced trend in mixed use and diverse uh, building operations, diverse facilities, um, which become you know hubs for creativity. And that's that's what is most gratifying about it. Right. Yeah, a lot, a lot of uh, national and local development companies either got their start in Amherst or currently, you know, developers currently live in Amherst and. You know, just the excitement level of being able to bring that innovation that the supervisor was talking about um, in real estate home to Amherst is really um, what we're trying to achieve working with them. Yeah. And a lot of them, you know, it took investing in ourselves and believing in ourselves for our people from outside of Buffalo to come here and make that same commitment. So I think there's a pretty direct tie. Um, also a possible direct physical tie between the tower and the mall Amherst is the possible NFTA ex expansion. Um, I believe that's within the opportunity zone, correct? Yeah, yep. right through the opportunity zone, all the way up to North Campus, right. into our Audubon district. Um, that connection, you know, the, I mean, it's, the transit's key, right? And every every municipality who's who's inspiring sort of the f that kind of future outlook, those businesses, those groups to come in who have an eye on the future and are really the trend in the future, they're investing in transit. Um, my hope is that it doesn't take us all the way till light rail finally gets in the ground to do transit. We need better mm -hmm. transit options, better transit services in that corridor now. That's something I've talked to Douglas about. Um, you know, we can, we can accomplish some of this. Um, just by looking into different models uh, while we get light rail ready. Um, 
But, Absolutely. You know, at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, think about that corridor. The strength of a corridor that runs from Audubon and Amherst down to Main Street in Buffalo and all of the stuff that happens along that corridor, all of the magic, all of the redevelopment, I mean, that, you know, that's, it's, it's, it, the, the entire, comp, you know, complexion of light rail ex, extension in the past was marred by this sort of weird connection down Millersport, the most direct connection between two campuses, south to north. At the end of the day, didn't actually create any opportunity. It just moved people. Now, coming down the boulevard in Maple, now, you know, I think now you can see, oh, yeah, that that is a catalyst for change. There are businesses who are going to want to locate in that corridor, both here at the southern end and there at the northern end, um, that are going to say, I want to be here because of the connection to Buffalo, or I want to be here because of the connection to Amherst, and look at the situation. So, you know, the NFTA got it right when they agreed to kind of make the boulevard uh, and Maple the preferred option. Yeah, and embracing the density of that corridor all the way from, you know, North Campus downtown. It's probably the densest population-wise corridor we have in Western New York, and we already know that that's one of the markers that high growth firms are looking for. So it's really important to be able to build off of that success we do have in our region. Right. Uh, anything else on the opportunity zone before we move on a little bit more generally? Just, you know, the, obviously we're excited about it. We're excited about the work we've put in. Um, we can't wait to continue to show it off a little bit. Um, you know, if there's listeners that say, hey, we want to know more about Amherst uh, and the opportunity zone specifically, you know, now's the time because we're just coming off this GIS. We have our seeker ready, um, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a great time to try to make an investment in that area. Um, so, you know, we're, we're open um, and looking for, uh, looking for partners. Right. And I, I just wanted to end on um, more generally – the economic development ecosystem. We recently had a win in Amherst, Cubic Transportation Systems. I was at the ribbon cutting where I heard you speak. Um, yeah. Can you just, Maggie, <laughs> maybe talk a little bit more generally about, um, it sure. doesn't even have to be that project, but just collaboration in well, economic development, how it can help. Absolutely, and you know, working together as a team, uh, worked a lot with Lori Abinader from Invest on that project, and. I actually think that's a really interesting and unique project because the kind of back office space that they required um, to set up and expand and grow in Western New York, you know, it it exists in Amherst, and that's kind of one of the benefits that we have is that B office space that you know we where people people aren't going to afford you know, high rise rents with no parking for that sort of setup. So the best case scenario is to strategically, you know, town wide identify some of those spaces that, you know, maybe maybe they still need some level of investment, like we might be lacking some amenities in that sort of office park. Um, definitely still need to address some zoning changes to accommodate those amenities. But the whole idea is Amherst is participating in economic development with Erie County, with the city of Buffalo, we're here as a regional partner and everybody has strengths that they can embrace. And I think for that cubic collaboration, we really showed 
Um, you know, Amherst is here as a team player. Um, let's get this done for the benefit of, of the state, really. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for coming in today. Before I let you go, a couple hard-hitting blizzard round questions. Uh -oh. We'll go <laughs> Maggie and then Supervisor Culpa. If you were a flavor of ice cream, what would you be? Ooh, green tea. Uh, peanut butter cup by Perry's. A uh, book or TV show that you'd recommend? Hmm. Anything by Neil Gaiman. Uh, I, I actually rewatch and watch over and over again uh, The War, the PBS special by Ken Burns. Okay. Ken Burns baseball. I'm a big fan of that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> go on for a whole other podcast. <laughs> Text or phone call? Phone call. Text. Bills or sabers? Bills. Bills. Hiking or skiing? Hiking. Skiing. Last question. Chicken wings, drumstick or flat? Flat. Flat. Definitely. All right. Thank you guys very much. Glad I got that right. Bell Ringer is a podcast by Invest Buffalo Niagara, the region's privately funded nonprofit marketing and economic development organization. Please rate this podcast, follow our social media channels, and read our blog at buffaloniagara.org for the best of Buffalo Niagara. Come grow your business with us.